0: Stephen a 1181 first off we gotta say happy father's day uh, we love to do this on the holidays break because i believe we did this on Monday as well so we are big on uh doing these on the holidays happy father's day to all the great dads out there uh, all the stepdads all the biological biological whatever dad. So, happy <laughs> your dad if you still have a great relationship with him or even if you don't Probably have a uh, also, big news this week as we get ready to talk up this bombshell news. And uh, Greg, I was looking at our schedule, though. The next couple weeks, we will not be live with talk of wrestling, uh, like TV-wise, because we have Forbidden Door next week, and then we have Money in the Bank, which is on a Saturday. So uh, we will have to... Have to move our schedule to saturday uh first week of july we'll talk about that all fair but just giving the people a little heads up next sunday night will be forbidden door which i'm still kind of on the fence about we'll talk about that though greg and then of course funding the bank which i'm pretty hyped about funding the bank is always a good time so uh Greg, how are you doing this father's day weekend
1: I'm right, doing excellent i know it's not the best idea to wear white against my white background, but this is my world's best dad t shirt. You know, I had the rockets, it. had my uh son's handprints on it from uh when he was a year old, so I had to break that out. You know, it's one of the oldest pieces of clothing I own because he is now 13, almost 14. So, shout out to mine, Raceland and Paige, daddy loves you, so, and uh. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. But uh, lots going on. Lots of great action we've had over the last month. I mean, crazy promos, great matches. Pay-per-views have been off the charts, and we got a bunch more uh, on deck. So super excited for what we're about to see. Um, but. Yeah. But,
0: but. We have to talk but, about- uh, I I will say as well I did not bring up the sasha banks news yet Greg I'm thinking until I see officially that mercedes bonado is released then we'll talk that up so and if it happens this week which I'm gonna say probably does I don't think they can let it sit any longer uh, then we'll uh, we'll go I think we could go live Facebook or something maybe that evening and you know or find a, find some time real quick and just do a You know a a breaking news entry into our you know talk Uh, because that would be pretty big news (laughs) uh, this week but i honestly greg i think it's happening this week
1: what do you think um it's been a good smoke screen to hopefully divert away from the vince mcmahon news um i still don't expect anything to come out of it yet just because the sasha naomi thing went down almost a month ago, and nobody's mentioned them. We haven't seen them uh, anywhere on screen. They're not, they've are been cut from the uh, the promos, everything. And, uh, you know, all the rumors are out there that Sasha's lawyers are getting their money's worth right now and trying to get a release. And uh, it's like you said, we'll we'll believe it when we see it. She's such a pun intended bankable talent. She's that good. And, you know, WWE would be stupid to, to let her go. But if there's smoke behind the whole Vince McMahon thing that includes Sasha or involves Sasha in some way, then that could be a reason that we see Sasha uh, gone and turning up elsewhere, <clears throat> AEW, uh, sooner than later. And uh, yeah, but I, d- I don't think next week anything else is going be is going to be any different as far as her being you know officially out or released or anything like that I think it's still going to drag on for a little while but if they if this Vince McMahon thing does uh, gain some more heat, it might happen just as another diversionary tactic.
0: yeah that could almost, I mean it probably wouldn't add to his his likableness, but you know it is what it is It might at least take away the, like you said, the heat from whatever this is. and we'll just I kind of just brought up this rough, you know, first couple paragraphs from the uh, CNN business side of things where so Vince McMahon has essentially stepped away for the time being as chairman and CEO, still in charge of creative break, as he of course booked himself. To appear live on SmackDown, where he said what ten words, and then walked out. But um, way to way to hype it up, and then you know, put out a little little poo thing. So, uh, essentially, there's a special committee that started this investigation. That made Vince McMahon paid three million dollars, you know, essentially a, a hush money, non you know NDA. Non-disclosure agreement to a former employee and that's where I'm like, I hope it's just employees. I hope it's not talent, but Stranger things have happened and if it comes out to be talent, then it's talent and There's no way he could survive. That. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way so especially like you said if it's Sasha or somebody of you know some element, that it's just you know uh, I, I just you know you wonder the timing What is, you know, what's this woman trying to get out of it? Obviously trying to, you know, I don't know where her name's at. Uh, Apparently Brad Shepard, good old Brad Shepard, right? One of the worst human beings out there. Put out her name out there, (laughs) which is always a good thing to do when, you know, there's some sort of victimizing and whatnot. Probably didn't need to put the name out. But uh, so Vince is going to cooperate, still creatively in charge. So he's not all the way out the door yet. Now, Stephanie McMahon, who just took a leave of absence, I believe a month ago, is uh, Archer right back into the office, or whatever she'll do to take over the duties, Greg. Um, I, I don't know what, I, it's hard to make, it's hard to know what's going to come of this, unless, like we said, there is more to the story than just an employee. You know, and part of me thinks, Greg, man, if he would have just came out and been like, hey, had an affair with the employee, it's out there. I don't know if this gets as blown up as it does. I mean, it still looks bad, but it's always one of those things, if you get out of the story ahead of time, people tend to be more forgiving. But the fact that this was just so out of nowhere, and boom, it's there. Uh, Yeah, people were were still bowing down to him on Friday night, Greg, and uh, I thought he was very telling when he's like, you Know those key words then, now, forever, and together. And some people, um, I think their eyes roll to the back of their head further than the Undertaker's would with that line. Even mm-hmm. myself, Greg, I was like, Hey, I, I don't know about you, buddy. I'm not, I'm not together on you having an NDA 300 million dollar out of pocket expense for some woman that you know you had your affair with that you're possibly passing back to John Lair as well, Greg. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the then down forever, but together on this one, sorry. You know, I'm willing to maybe die on the WWE sword every once in a while and, you know, fall back on, hey, that's WWE. But this is a whole other ball of wax, you know. It just, even if he's divorced and it's, you know, under the radar affair and paying out money, that's still, uh, I don't know, that's still just something kind of shady about it. Because apparently him and Linda have not been living together for a while, which I think we all could see that coming. Uh, but, yeah, even if you're separated, eh, it just, you know, the, the fact that it's a under-the-table under the thing, that just makes it really creepy. So, uh, I, like I said, I think Greg, he'll trudge on unless the shareholders, unless, you know, NBC and Peacock and Uber are um, – or, uh, whatever, uh, trying to think of who's on Fox, uh, unless these, you know, all those partners are like, okay, yeah, we can't have this, then that could do something, but, uh, I, I just feel like it's, it's going to go away after it comes out, whatever's released, and then it's off to the next news story, you know, it's one of those things, unless there's something bigger beyond it, you know, some name that comes out, then we'll have to see where it goes. What do you think of all this, Greg, and, uh. Does Vince
1: McMahon survive it? Well, he's survived everything so far. He has had a pretty good track record. Uh, This isn't the first scandal he's been involved in, uh, going all the way back to the 80s and the steroid trial uh, at the height of Hulkamania. And uh, right before we get to the Attitude Era, uh, going in front of uh, Congress and the Senate, this went all the way to Washington. And him having to get on the stand and testify and possibly destroying wrestling as we know it uh, by exposing the, you know, the guys who work for him is being on steroids and this being, you know, not on the up and up and everything. He survived that. Um, there's been other, you know, things that have put him in a negative light going back to the, the Muhammad Nusan, or Muhammad Hassan deal after 20 or you know um, the twenty eleven or you know the the Twin Towers and going into that angle Um, so it's not the first time I doubt it'll be the last time but this is you know the biggest thing in you know two decades and
0: um, plus it's his name it's not just you know like with the Benoit stuff you could kind of play it off as WWE as a whole, but this is, you
1: know, <laughs> his name's being mentioned. So. Right, right. It's, it's him. It's not WWE as a whole this time. So I think that's the biggest difference. Um, and the curious thing about this is we've seen similar uh, instances in other sports. I'll uh, go over to uh, the NFL with uh, Jerry Richardson, the owner of the Carolina Panthers where it got out that he was being very uh, sexist and misogynistic towards the women in his front office, um, being very touchy-feely and uh, that set off a movement that, that got him uh, kicked out and as the owner. Uh, go over to the uh, LA Clippers and the NBA, same thing happened with um, their previous owner before Steve Ballmer who uh, was recorded on tape with a mistress um, saying derogatory terms about his black players. And what happened to him, his team went on uh, protests, and he ended up getting kicked out as an owner. Uh, The only difference between those instances in other sports and this is Vince is the king of this empire there's nobody checking him there's no other group of owners who are going to vote him out and so even if he's found guilty of all this you know who's going to be the governing body that's going to uh, kick him nobody he's he's the man he's the top of the uh, of the iceberg and so like i said it's going shareholders,
0: to take could shareholders they could put his feet to fire the no problem
1: they could is It's the whole thing, though, even if even if the advertisers back out, even if the networks back out, WWE is such a huge entity across the world that he will be able to go onto other networks and still survive. Um, It's that huge a global brand. And so, you know, he may lose money in the short term, but, you know, he's a billionaire. He can afford to take a hit and then rebound. Um, So. That's the only thing. It's going to be, you know, a stain. But it, if this turns out to be true and are any of us going to really be surprised knowing what we know of him, has his personality, how big, how bombastic he is, and he struts around like he is the king, like he does on the place because he does. And, you know, he's, you know, allegedly um, been hands on with some you know people in the corporate office you know is it really that big a stretch that he would you know look at one of his talents the same way i mean for a long time these women were hired based on their looks and who you think rubber stamped the uh the final documents before they were signed you know so i wouldn't be surprised at all but in the time that we're in right now let's say sasha was directly or indirectly involved in this where, you know, maybe he made an advance that she turned down or whatever, and this comes out, then a whole uh, me too moment can, can, will start again where Sasha steps out. She's as big a figure as she is. The line that forms behind her is going to be extensive. And that's when it's going to get ugly. So, If it was just kept to people nameless faces that we have no idea who they are in Titan Tower, that's one thing. But if he did branch out into, you know, wrestlers that we know in developmental, then now you have a whole different ball of wax, and I think that's where the whole thing can blow up. If this includes the female talent, uh, whether it big stars or not.
0: There's no. There's no way I'm defending any of that. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and that's not like you. I mean, obviously the victim, you feel bad or horrible, especially if she was passed around, like the John Leonarditis and Vincent Man, like.
1: Yeah.
0: Like uh, this makes me feel icky. Um,
1: It does. It's that's. I wonder what the (laughs) Bellas are
0: thinking, Greg, because that's their stepdad. You know, when did that? You know, where were they, not where they involved with, you know, obviously, fall, but where that timeline happened too. So, uh, yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be um, a good family, good Father's Day meeting there
1: today. Oh, no kidding. Uh, Jeez.
0: If they, if they had a little Father's Day. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think, like you said, until the, if there's another part to this that drops, then we'll have to see where, I mean, he was sure kicking it around like happiest-go-lucky fellow on Friday
1: night. That wasn't he, right. Greg. Well, it's kind of just him, you go know, saying against yeah. everybody who's pointing the finger at him that I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vince wolf, being Vince.
0: Wolf of Wall Street
1: type. Or, <laughs> right. You know. he's, he's going to go down with the ship no matter We're what. Ready, fire.
0: Say, fire me. You got, i have already fired. Fire me, i have already fired. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We shall see. Um, and then, like we said, Sasha makes kind of her own still worries. Uh We'll wait and see what comes out on that. Uh, the other kind of stuff, Greg, we really haven't talked about this, but obviously big injury news. I am rocking my Cody Rhodes shirt. Uh, out nine months, up to nine months. So, essentially, I'm going to assume back by Royal Rumble. I think right now, Greg, it makes all the sense in the world. He's probably, as soon as he gets that sling off, he is probably <laughs> – Right back in the weight room, working out to get back to
1: vulnerable. Royal Is that where you're predicting he'll be back? Yeah, and and it it,
0: sense. but still, I think they're playing They're giving extra time just in to... case.
1: Yeah, and, it it actually works out in his favor. Um, of course, he could be getting this groundswell of support um, all the way through the end of the year into WrestleMania season, but. It's not so bad for him in the sense that, you know, he's back now. He's had a set or, you know, a series of great matches before he got injured. And now it's going to make us miss him. And when he comes back at right around Royal Rumble, you know, the pop for him is going to be incredible. And he's going to be thrown right in the title mix. He's probably going to win the uh, Royal Rumble match. And get him set up for the championship. And that's, you you didn't even have to, you know, go through the next six months of building and building and building and this injury is going to do that for him. So it's a way the injury works out in his favor. And, you know, he's got our sympathy. He's got our empathy after seeing those matches he had upset And when he comes back, he's going to be white hot. Unlike, you know, a lot of guys who um, get injured, go away, they come back, you know, it takes a minute for us to, you know, back him up again. But Cody's not going to have that problem, and it's just going to pick up more intensely when he comes back.
0: Yeah, I got to think he's the heavy favorite for the Royal Rumble. And then if you somehow get the title on Seth Rollins, and you just finish off the story at WrestleMania, I mean, it's all written right there. You know, even if you did it on a Saturday night, I'd still think that'd be a fine way to, you know, then Roman rock. Then if Roman, then it also takes the title away from Roman. Possibly, if you don't want Roman rock to be the title, which I, like I said all along, I think you're pushing for that.
1: Uh, Yeah, that would be amazing. Plus, Randy being gone, it's going to be kind of the same thing for him, is that he's had this amazing run with Riddle, and, you know, we've all bought in all of it, and he was able to, you know, unfortunately, you know, this injury is going to keep him on the shelf for a long time, but the same thing, when he comes back, the place is going to go crazy, and uh, not because, not just because we've missed him, but Riddle has really come into his own as a man, as far as um, where he started to where he is now. Yeah. Uh, when he came up from NXT, and he's just backstage goofing off, and telling bad jokes, and you know, talking to a random wrestler and oh, we should invent this thing and call it bad pun here and just went from being a joke of a character to being like the super serious, well not super serious but um, a main eventer. Yeah. Joining with Randy put him him as a main eventer. We've seen his maturity and him really rise up from you know, the clown backstage to be somebody super serious who we can take super seriously as so a challenger uh, for the world championship. And I'm so proud of him because I've loved Riddle since he was in UFC and to see his evolution from that to now. Um, I mean, just go back to that promo that he cut after they lost the titles and he came in and he cut this meme promo by he's going to take vengeance on the bloodline. And that was an amazing promo. I didn't see that coming from him. And anytime he puts stick in his hand, he's got that, uh, that fire, that fever for him. It's just amazing how much he's progressed. And we bought in all the way up until uh, Friday against that match against Roman Reigns. And I think we expected Roman to win, but was there enough doubt cast that we could see Riddle winning? Yeah, him, you know, with the specter of Warden back there, him winning for it and finding some way to pull it out. Yeah, absolutely. It was possible. Uh, So we believed that it was was a possibility, and that's because the storyline was so great, and it was also because Riddle was really propelled to the moon on the shoulders of Randy Orton. And so when Randy comes back, he's going to get that love, you know, tenfold. And him, and he's created a star uh, by being there with Riddle. So, you know, two stars have been born um, and even catapulted higher just off of the RK-Bro angle. It's been done so masterfully.
0: And you wonder if they'll pull the trigger on Orton and Riddle breaking up in time for Mania. And then that could be Riddles coming out party, you know, with the big win against Orton at maybe. Would you pull the trigger on that, Greg?
1: I think it would be great. You know, imagine um, Orton coming back and we kind of having a um, almost a, a Rick Flair Shawn Michaels moment. I love you, Randy. RKO. Boom. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. And that leading to an epic match i mean that would probably be the mo- the match we look forward to the most um, with riddle growing into his own ready to you know just do his own thing and really learning from the master and using the master's tactics on him you know the thing we'd expect randy to do is what riddle does yeah and so it would be amazing and that would probably be the steal the show as the match we look forward to the most yeah.
0: so because in, in, like either way i think right now you could either pull the trigger maybe have RK grow back together or just do mania or you could just lead that into mania somehow and having that be a future match like i said giving riddle of big win at mania but yeah uh that was the two obviously big stuff like i said the sasha banks will kind of leave B so we see more coming up Let's do a quick commercial break and then let's get right into the Raw side of things for WWE. So, Miz TV started off the night uh, with the stipulation for Riddle's championship match, where if Riddle wins, he gets the titles. If he loses, he's no longer allowed to visit SmackDown. Which, um, any any thoughts on that opening promo? Uh, we had Paul. Hey- I thought Paul Heyman and uh, Miz and man, you talk about the fuel and fire for Riddle. Greg, they really talked him up didn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it, him and, and Miz in this, at the same time is just, it's just awesome overload. So um, as much as we bag on the Miz, Miz is great on the stick. And then you get him and Paul in there together, it's just even better. And they have the perfect foil opposite them with Riddle. And just, I can't say enough about what Riddle has evolved on the stick. And just being able to put some real emotion into it and not just be, you know, surfer dude bro and put some real, um, you know, heat into what he's saying and he speaks with such conviction. And when he's really motivated, you know, you feel what he's saying and, you know, he's still doing it in his surfer dude voice, but, you know, you get that realness coming through. So, uh the whole segment was was fantastic
0: uh jimmy Uso defeated montez Ford. this is setting up montez Ford. sorry this is setting up the uh unification or the five team titles online right so the street profits will face the usos at money in the bank uh no roman schedule there i wonder if roman could end up helping out the usos again uh but might as well have him work that night if you're going to play uh kind of surprised that montez took Yale break because usually i don't see the street Prophets taking the titles off the busos so i would think you'd go the opposite you know montez and dawkins picking up wins maybe i'll Dawkins pick up a singles win to kind of even that out but um you foresee the street Prophets having any shot at taking the titles away from the gustos right now greg i know uh
1: yeah And just because, like you said, it usually goes the other way that in these one-on-one matches, the uh, face team ends up getting the wins until they get to the pay-per-view and the heel team wins. Uh, They could be doing this in reverse where the heel team gets the the wins heading up to the pay-per-view and then the title changes hands. Uh, I was surprised, too, that, that Montez lost the match. So I have to feel that they're up to something um uh, the street profits and the usos can be the new you know usos versus new day yeah. if they really want to do it that way because they're all that talented and it's it'll give us another layer you know this the same type of classic just with a different tag team you know we've seen uh usos and new day uh, at nauseam, they've all been fantastic, but been there, done that, and it's time to have a new tag team to put in that mix. And the Street Profits are the best candidates for that. So, um, you know, you guys throw the flames of that rivalry and make it hot, so you know you can keep it going, and that makes the most sense, is to have the Street Profits beat them and and get the titles, and then you have a natural fuel to keep the rivalry going.
0: Uh, we also had Seth Rollins uh, not apologizing uh, for the vicious beatdown, holding a, a slut turbine in hand. AJ Styles attacked him. <laughs> so we had um, AJ Styles gets some Bullet Club retribution for Cody Rhodes. Uh, Seth Rollins ends up beating AJ Styles later on in the night, Greg. But does AJ Styles, do you think, still find his way into the Money to Make a ladder match? Because I feel like he probably should be in that.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I think it would happen because when they do these qualifiers, uh, they always end up having this last chance with all the guys who lost in the qualifiers, and that being the final entrance. So I think that's what's going to end up happening, and AJ finding his way in that way.
0: And, that, and then that almost kind of cancels out each other's. I mean, I feel like Seth right now is probably the hands-on favorite to get the money thing. Yep. Uh, you got Drew and Sheamus on the other side. So far, we don't know the other names, but <clears throat> I think right now it just makes the most sense. I feel like at this, you know at every year kind of you can see who should be in charge. top. Like last year's all Biggie, like we we're we we're all Biggie or nothing, you know. And this year just feels like it's all set. It just makes the most sense. I know he doesn't need a Greg, but at the same time, this was his first singles win, I believe they said since. February or March, but he's taking a lot of L's. So I mean, yeah, you think eventually, you know, we've said before, he probably needs something, and you know, you don't hold it that long. I mean, you know, he might even put himself at SummerSlam. Uh, but uh, are you? What do you think? Well, I guess we'll wait till next week and see what other names. We're um, Oscar Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch had another segment. Uh, we didn't talk about it, Greg, but. Dana Brooke got a win over Becky, or did we talk about, I can't remember, but a lot of people were upset that Dana Brooke got a win over Becky. I personally was okay with it because you had Asuka playing the you know, the distraction. And we're gonna get Asuka and Becky Lynch. I think this is a, a Seamus and Drew thing, Greg, right, where both women get in the money to make match when it all comes down to it. Uh how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, I think the bigger problem everybody had was that Oscar and Becky were involved in a 24 seven title at all because uh, they are way above that scene. And so looking at it on face value. I'm not as hard on it as everybody else was yeah. uh, just because of the way she put it out. Becky's losing her mind because she doesn't have a championship. The 24 seven thing breaks out and she Snuffs that uh, thing out, but now Dana is in there with her title. It's like I'll take any title, I'll take your title, and sets that ball in motion. And you know, Oscar ruins it. So it's all fueling the Becky Oscar rivalry, and has nothing to do with the 24/7 title. And that's what she said on the this past episode: was, you know, I don't care about your 24/7 title, and you know, squash that as a whole. And you know, it's all about you know, getting back to getting her goal back, getting back where she you know, the Becky she recognizes and everything and you know, setting this thing off with Oscar. And you're right, the the Drew and Seamus is a great comparison. Uh they're becoming that to each other, each other's uh arch enemy, you know, kind of the way Charlotte and Sasha were. So, you know, it's a means to an end the further the Becky Oscar storyline and you know, the 24-7 and Dana Brooke was just collateral damage.
0: Um, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan are officially in the Money to Make ladder match. I don't know, Greg. I've always hated the ta- – I feel like the women, they always do the tag team thing, don't they? You know, the way the tag team gets in the match, and it feels like a little cheap, but, you know, it made a lot – I mean, there was never a doubt in my mind that it was going to be Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan. Um and I know, Greg, you're going to hate it, but Liv is, is my gal. I'd love to her to grab that. Because <laughs> this is one of those top, see, the women's side of things, I feel like we do need a new face to kind of hold that case. Um, you know, whether it's Raquel or Liv Morgan, uh, you know, we've been there, done that with Alexa. Did Alexa cash in the same night, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. Ann Bailey did, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, I believe uh, so.
0: Where where and where the hell is Bailey? Like she's fine, right? I, I haven't seen anything. I just I just wonder where she's at, but um any thoughts on Alexa and Liv getting the win over Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, right? Well,
1: kind of what you'd figure. Um the Nikki the Nikki Ash train is long, long gone. And um at
0: least a new
1: yeah, it was smart for her to just go black because nobody buys her as a good superhero anymore. So, um, yeah, if that makes sense, um, Dewdrop is going to be anchored by her until she breaks off from her. And um, Alexa and Liv was, you know, we saw that coming from a while away. So, you know, I'm, I'm like the X-Files with, with Liv. I want to believe, but I don't see it. Uh, You know, it doesn't help that she's taking as many L's as she has. And, you know, it doesn't help that her ring music says, watch me. And, you know, every time I watch her, she loses. Um, So I want to see something that makes me believe in her. You know, I don't hate her, but I just don't see it. Um, And Alexa, you know, just been back for a few weeks and, you know, she hasn't lost anything yet. Alexa, she's what? Like
0: going through the motions. I don't yeah. I don't see the fire there anymore.
1: No, nope, I agree. Um I miss old Alexa, the five feet of fury, um do anything to win, you know, full of herself, and now she's just too she's like early Bailey. There's
0: just nothing.
1: Yeah. It's and they I need can, to really do it something very I understand
0: it, you know they I feel like they almost don't know where to go with her right now. You know right. she tells Lily too. So that is the thing too. You could almost still have her go the crazy route somehow because of Lily, but I don't know. It it, it feels like she know I don't know. I guess at top you know, that she felt like she's ready to move on and maybe try, you know, acting and you know, step away for a little bit and let that fire come back. It it just feels like there's something missing, and you could just tell her ring work. I mean, she's just kind of there. Yeah. And if you're there, that's not good. (laughs) That that could almost I think you know that sometimes hurts the other. Other people ring because if you're just kind of there and just going through the motions, you're not always putting your best you know foot forward. Yeah. uh, Ezekiel won by countout, Greg. But the big news. Elias' older brother is back next week. So, how in the hell <laughs> are they pulling this off? Because I know Sandow, formerly Sandow, he's now Aaron Stevens, wrestled his last match, Greg, in NWA. So, maybe they have him on retainer. It's like, hey, <laughs> let's get you some floral shirt and maybe put on, you know, a big old floppy hat. But, uh, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to it because obviously, you know, it's going (laughs) to be shenanigans. So, uh, any thoughts on that aspect, Greg? That Mr. older brother Elias will be back.
1: Yeah, I want to see it too because. Will they be on screen
0: at the same time is the big thing. Elias
1: and Ezekiel. And that's, yeah, that's the curious thing is that now I'm doubting it. It's like, could he have a twin brother or
0: you could do a pre-tape and then you just have you know like the mick foley interview where he was just interviewed he just had the two different personalities like interview right. different sides so you know i trust that the makeup department to make elias look or ezekiel look like elias you know you got some good wigs out there you got some good uh makeup here out there so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it
1: well it's funny because it's been such a long time since we've seen Elias, yeah. and when we did see him, he was always in, uh, like oh, not exactly overalls, but you know jeans and long flowy, baggy clothing. So we never got to see how you know ripped he was, he's or ripped, right? I mean, he's super ripped if he actually is Ezekiel, and uh, you know the only evidence to see if we, if we painted a. Uh, beard onto Ezekiel. Yeah, that looks just like Elias and changed his hair. But there's enough difference. That you go, hmm, you know, maybe there was a twin or yeah. something like that. So I'm going be curious to see how that segment plays out, too.
0: Uh, MVP defeated Cedric Alexander. I thought you could have given Cedric just a little morsel of something, Greg, but of course he didn't. Uh, any thoughts on that match?
1: No, it was what you'd expect. So, I hope that Cedric is uh, on the way out. Yeah.
0: I don't know what he'll do. I feel like he'd get lost in in uh,
1: AEW. Yeah, I mean, he's he's bound for something like NWA or Impact. We he could be a bigger fish. Yeah.
0: Uh, we also talked. Seth Rollins got the win over AJ. is like I said, I think his first win since. February, March, or maybe April-ish, but it's been a while for Seth. So, uh, first name on the Raw side of things, like I said, I still see AJ in there. Um, I'm trying to, I don't, I'm trying to think of who else might be in there, Greg. Because Mustafa Pitt ate a big win, lost. Maybe Veer. You put Veer Muhammad in there now, just to give him something.
1: Well, you can use the big guy in there to you know, catch the high flyers and Thierry pick some Lashley. of those bumps.
0: You put very in Lashley.
1: Yeah, need a couple of hosses in there.
0: So, uh, yeah. And of course, Tampa. you'll have Drew
1: and James okay. in it.
0: Because uh, I, I wonder if Matt cap, that would give him something the next, you know, he did, even though we knew he's not going to win, just put him in that match I think would give him that next step off. So. Yeah. Um, what do we think about the Biz and Champa maybe, like, I don't know partnership type thing, Greg, right? because the Miz keeps showing up around Champa's matches, right? So, right, like that'd be
1: something. Eh, uh, it'd be something, and I don't know if it'd be a good thing, uh, because we like have a
0: have Miz, I mean, I know Champa could talk, but maybe they don't. Maybe they just want to mess this ruthless killer type, and maybe the Miz talks for him, and Champa does the bidding.
1: Yeah, I, it, it would suck, though, because we know who Champa is and yeah. we know how good Ciampa is. And if you just let him be him, he's going to be amazing. But they're not doing that. Um, and that's the frustrating part because we all want big things for Ciampa and if they, they just let him go, yeah. um, he could be that. But putting him in this ridiculous storyline involving The Miz and Ali and It's just been a hot mess, and you know he was had all the momentum leading to the uh, call up, and then this is what they give him. So um, I feel bad for him. So you know, getting some time with Miz would be, I guess, okay for exposure wise, but it's not going to help him out. You know, with his character development, his story uh, until he ends up breaking (laughs) off that relationship.
0: Kill him kill him in the end. (laughs) Like, just destroy him. Maybe that's more of my thing. You know, champion just wants to take him out of it. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair had a harsh war of words. I mean, I feel a little I, I don't see Rhea winning the title, so it's a weird time for her right now, because she probably could use the title, Greg, with the whole Judgment Day and all that, so What
1: do we think about the pairing of Bianca and Rhea right now as a feud? Well, that's another credible, you know, at least you could say credible challenger to Bianca while everything else sorts itself out with uh, Becky and Asuka and um, lets the field for the uh, money in the bank play itself out. You know, Rhea's the one left on the outside, so... It makes sense that, you know, she's the next one. Um, I'm still waiting to see if, you know, to make her, you know, the killer that they want her to be or she's, you know, projected to be. Um, Adding her to this faction and letting her have some, you know, dominated performances has been a good start. But where is she going to go from here? She's going to get more ruthless. She's going to get more vicious because, you know, that's what you do when you're in an evil faction or supposed to do. So I hope to see a different type of Rhea in this match against uh, Bianca and we actually get, you know, a good banger. And, you know, regardless who wins, but, you know, we we expect it to be on Bianca, but, you know, be a match that, you know, elevates her. You know, status again makes makes her look like a legit contender. So, Would SummerSlam be uh, too
0: early to take off the title.
1: Uh, no, because you're looking at a year from when she lost the title at SummerSlam. So, um, I don't I don't think that's too too long a time. I think she's going to be like Charlotte too. You know, losing and winning the title. Well, Multiple times also. So I think there's that. Uh, then, and we didn't get to talk. Sorry, go ahead. And we didn't talk about what do you think about the uh, the power shift as far as the judgment day is concerned. Like, we,
0: like we're looking at, they're so short on faces. I mean, you almost had to do something. Um, I think this is hurting. This is like the herpes all over again. There was a lot of meat left on the boat. And, yeah. you know. Now, do I want to see Edge and Finn go at it at slam though? You bet your bottom dollar I do. So I think, you know, especially being maybe you have Finn as the demon, you know, kind of going in that route. Maybe do Edge and Damien at Money in the Bank if Edge is, you know, back, or whatever. But uh, I've noticed in some pictures they've had Rhea as the centerpiece, too, Greg. So that's why I'm like, Rhea almost, well, probably needs to win that title suit if you want her to be the forefront. Of Judgment mm-hmm. Day, because I don't know, you know, right now, you know, what you, but then I don't know what Priest and Finn get tag team titles, but they don't look like they're anywhere near that. So, you know, if, if you want somebody to be your front piece, maybe you have Rhea as, it, as a champion. So, yeah. But I, I, like I said, I think Edge and Finn is somewhere to go. There was talk about it being more evil or something, and we haven't seen that yet. So, I'm curious if maybe they're just going away from that. And that sounds like what Ed turned Edge off all of it. But then, like we said, with Cody Rhodes out, with um, Randy Orton out, yes, you have Red on the high. You have, you know, AJ probably positioned to be high on a face break. I mean, we almost needed a face. So, an Edge makes the most sense because you have those guys saying, you know, we were listening to you. We got to get rid of dead weight. So, I kind of liked it because in a way, you know, they're the younger guys. Well, yeah. Damien Priest is probably seven years younger if that, than Edge, you know, he's not that much younger, but still. Um, you know, Finn's still not 40, maybe right at 40, but uh, and then Rhea, you know, 25, 26. So yeah, I was yeah. I, I was okay with it, but I also I'd see like it felt like a hurt business where there was still some legs to be carried with. We'll see, yeah. if, we'll see if that hurts
1: it in the long run. Yeah, I love the way it played out just because it backed up my my theory as far as when we we're talking about who are they going to bring as, as yeah. the next member. And bringing in Finn was going to be putting two lions, two male lions in the same den. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a question of who's the leader and when's one leader going to turn on the other. Yeah. And instead of doing that whole business, you know, they brought in the younger lion who's the veteran and had them kill the old lion. And I love the way it played out because now it looks better. Um, aesthetically with Finn as the leader than it did with edge. Cause it's more believable. Uh, Finn has always been uh, that look as far as, you know, dark and sinister and all black and everything just like Rhea and um damian have been so it, it everything works uh aesthetically and logistically and it just looks like he'd be a better leader uh, of the group and the way they did the turn was fantastic and i think it's the last thing we expected and that's what made it so great
0: and we've never got the old thin yet so it's a good chance True. for him to spread his wings and try um, that side. I mean, it makes you think of the Bullet Club. He was like a red, hot baby face. And then just all of a sudden, you know, wins a title and then gets Carl Anderson and Gals kind of jumped in. and Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, like you said, I think aesthetically it does look better. You know, even if I kind of with my idea, like if you have Rhea as the middle piece, Have them kind of built around her, that's something different, too. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, like we brought up, Chad Gable defeated Mustafa Ali Greg. Well, he was happy knowing you, Mustafa, while it lasted. Uh, Yeah, I think the train is he's back and uh, he's gonna be eating some else, isn't he, Greg?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. That or he's gonna get released real soon because, um. there's a lot of rumblings that another round of cuts is on its way. So it'll be interesting to see if he's on that list. Because, I mean,
0: yeah. We, yeah. Anyway, uh, Beer Mahan defeated Rey Mysterio. Uh, Big Ben, you have missed all of our talk about Vince McMahon. So I'm sorry. You'll have to go back and listen to the first 10 to 15 minutes of this. If you have any thoughts yourself, Big Ben, about the McMahon stuff, have at it and uh, we'll throw it in there for you. But happy Father's Day to you as well. And uh glad to see you in the chat, sorry we've missed the past couple weeks. I, I was under the weather last week and I'm still fighting that as you can tell. But uh I, I'm here and I feel better. Just still a little like that. So um yeah, we'll get it. But uh beer Mahan, Greg, gotta win. Yay.
1: Yeah, okay. Anyway,
0: so uh, we ended with Lashley and Theory in the pose down, which, who had that on their bingo card as the main event segment? <laughs> um, essentially, Theory blinds Lashley with baby oil. And uh, yeah, I wonder if we'll get a one on one without the title involved, because you can just have Lashley say, I just want to beat you. I don't really care about the title. You know, I've already had the US title, so uh, yeah. How
1: do we feel about lastly at theory, Greg? Uh, it, was, it was a funny segment, and I still love it just because, you know, it's another layer for theory, and I've loved everything that theory's done since he came to the main roster. Uh, he is annoying and obnoxious, but at the same time, he's winning, and he's finding the most backhanded ways to win, you um, his mic work has been fantastic, and he's gonna he's gonna reach a MJF esque level at some point where you know we love to hate on him, but we want to see him in the ring. What he does, uh, you know, the selfies and you know the the bad puns and coming out and just at the same time backing up everything he's doing in the ring. Uh, Dude's looking phenomenal. Uh, his matches have been, you know, solid, and you know, can't hate on it. I mean, he's one of the few NXT talents over the last couple of years that have come out and been done justice, and he's outperformed his expectations by a mile. So, anytime he's on the screen, I'm I'm there for it.
0: Yeah, and I mean. And I'm surprised, well, we'll get into SmackDown, but uh, I, I still think there was better things you could do with League, but right now, <clears throat> maybe you want to build up theory in a way, because so that's why you're doing it, uh, How about some NXT talk? The Creed Brothers, I, I know we didn't get to talk about it great, but they finally won the big one, and now they're officially tag team champions, already fighting champions, and uh, they defeated Idris Nofe and Moik Blade to retain the titles, but... We're seeing the cracks in the foundation uh, with the diamond mine, aren't we, Greg?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a long time coming. You know, diamond mine is still kind of a heel faction, and um, we're probably a month away from them. You know, declaring their independence from the uh, from the diamond mine. But uh, we in, we enjoy watching the the cracks and you know, awaiting the explosion and it's coming. So um, it'll be worth waiting for because everybody's, you know, behind the creeds. And now it's just a moment. It's a matter of time before they stand up for themselves and, you know, put themselves all the way over.
0: Uh, Greg has a right on time question, Greg, where it says, where do we think solo support towards the head of the table? I am all in on that train. I say the sooner rather than later. I, I just feel like he's done enough down there. I know it's not even been that long for him down there, but I think you throw him up there, Greg, to let him really run and give him something different, give the Usos something different now. You know, maybe if Roman's not on TV as much, it gives him still that option that you have Solo being your singles guy. I mean, you're going to have Paul Heyman there with him. I I don't see anything wrong with it, with throwing him up. I know it's a little bit, you know, maybe ahead of the game, but at the same time, you're with the brothers, you're with Haven, you probably stuff roaming on, you know, on speed dial. I mean, why not? So, I mean, I personally like to see maybe after SummerSlam, if we can, or, you know, fall. Uh, how about you, Greg?
1: Yeah, it, it needs to be a big stage. So, um, I could see... Uh, SummerSlam, and we're getting our big uh, Brock Roman uh, match, and the Usos are from from ringside, and this is where we get the debut of Solo, uh, coming in to tilt the scales in Roman's favor. Uh, but a big stage with all the eyeballs on him, and boom, here he comes out of nowhere, and screws up the match for Brock so you know something like that or his up or they end up with uh, in a six man and you know who's going to be their partner so that but it needs to happen on a big stage like SummerSlam and then we get him and we're going to get a rebranded solo of course so he's going to be whoever Uso and you know then you can take it off from there and Maybe they go and run roughshod over all the tag teams and just kind of really show him off. Uh, but it needs to be something, a big show to to really launch him.
0: Um, and then Big Ben's other question. Well, I do not have a last call, Greg. We're going to use this as our last call, so I need to save this somehow, however that works. Uh, who do we want to see taken over as WWE head over? I will save that. For the last call, but we can kind of have it in the back of our mind um, as a last call there, Greg, when we get to it. So, thank you, Big Ben, for those questions and uh, keep it coming. And if we can answer them in the time being, we will. And if not, I will definitely get back to it. So, um, some other stuff Alan Henley defeated Tiffany Strat. Kind of going back and forth there, Greg. How about Wesley picking up a big win? I kind of figured Wesley would just L after L you know, just really
1: not do anything, but a good style Quinn, which is pretty deep. Yeah, they want to repaint him as a solo star now that his uh, he doesn't have a tag team partner anymore, and he's going through the growing pains of uh, being a solo uh, performer. You know, get him some quality wins, some good, you know, three, four-star matches on the way. And uh, are we going to buy in? So I'm going to see a different type of Wesley than what I saw with MSK. So, uh, reserving judgment until, you know, I get to see more from him. But it's a good start with this match against Quinn. It was a decent and, um, you know, good foundation piece. Now You just got to keep building on it.
0: Um, and I believe Nash Carter, his former partners, already rested some independent. Punishment. I was trying to look to see if Nash Carter mentioned anything and no statements whatsoever. So... Um, just one of those. Still would be curious to hear what his side of the tape was. Um, the dyad, the new mystery partners of um, Joe Gacy got a win, Greg. And man, it must have been fun to be wrestling under a hood and a <laughs> uh, like a face hood. And well, they didn't have gloves on, but you know they were all covered up. And I kept waiting for them to pull off the things, Greg. So
1: I'm um, gonna. Right.
0: I guess we'll have to wait down the road and it almost makes you wonder if they even know who they're going to put in there you know could you have you know a rotating set of guys that are all about the same size and that way you don't necessarily have to be held to people great but um i don't know what do you think we might actually see them debut as their people
1: yeah uh, interesting that uh I was thinking the same thing is that we're gonna take the mask off and that there was even a chant of you know take your hoods off uh in the crowd. So like I said it must have been real interesting like w- with those uh jumpsuits on. Um you know as cool as they do look, I wish I had that for my uh, you know when you get out in the shower shower rope. But um it's gonna have to be another uh you know, in your house or take over, you know, theme type show against, you know, a good team, um, you know, like the Creeds or uh, maybe the Viking Raiders if they're still down there, and you know, somebody credible, you know, finally ripping the mask off and we see who it is. So it's going to be another, you know, month, two months until they get to the next theme show type of uh, you know episode. And I
0: believe this week and next week is taped anyway. you might want to wait until it's live and kind of pull that off aside. the his Family Brig, just you know, even though we did see that two dimes is no longer part of NXT, uh got booted off due to drug policy. Um Carmella Hayes and Trick Williams beat them. So Uh, No longer, no two dimes, Greg. We'll have to see if they fill in somebody for two dimes in the family uh, sooner rather than later. But uh, any thoughts on Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams getting the win over the the family, Greg?
1: Yeah, I like this match. Um, I love Carmelo and Trick. I think they're going to be amazing when they get to the uh, main roster. Uh, And unlike most of the people who are going to eventually get called up, I hope they keep. These personas because they work. Um, I do think it's kind of dumb that Trick Williams is wearing a t-shirt and says "Whoop That Trick." Uh, I know that's that's the catchphrase for the audience, not what he should be wearing. You know, advertising his own beatdown. So that's a little nitpick that I have. But um, you know, th- the match was solid, and the good thing about um, the The guy who got booted, that was pre-taped, so that's why he was still (laughs) having a match. took me a minute to work that that out in my brain. Uh, But Donovan, with him being just another um, henchman for D'Angelo, is easy enough for him to go and call in another henchman. And he's either the new two dimes or he's got another mafia nickname attached to him and you know, two guys went back to the, the, the docks and, you know, this, this cousin or something. It's an easy rotation of, of people if it's needed. So, um, no big deal. And, you know, this plays also into the whole uh, what I'm pretty sure is going to be an eventual loser leaves town uh, contest with Legato and uh, the Don's family. So, you know, it That's works me. on Legato multiple angles.
0: Moving on. Uh, Legato is yeah. definitely ready for uh, Raw or Spectre. I think either one could really use it. Uh, Braun Breaker defeated Duke Hudson. But, uh, once again, I know we missed last week. So, Apollo Crews back in NXT, Greg, without the accident. Um, happy trails to uh, Commander Aziz. <laughs> I don't see... There's East last seen anywhere, Greg. So um, we'll see if Paulo brings anything different, though. Right? I mean, uh, I, I kind of li- you know I like the Nigerian thing he was doing; it gave him some character. Uh, when he's just himself, there's just really nothing there. So, and you yeah. know, he's not going to be problem breaker. At least I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I know that's the one kind of title he's never got, but uh, yeah. But we'll see uh what do you think about Apollo
1: Cruz down there Greg? I, I like it he looks more natural down there he yeah. it looks like he belongs down there instead of uh on smackdown having bad matches uh because he is way too talented to. and they just wasted him up there um we do need a different personality smiley apollo is nothing to get behind i want to see heal apollo Uh, down there, that's going to be a legitimate contender for Breaker If he uses all that athleticism and now he has the willingness to, you know, any means necessary um, that he's using also. So he'll, you know, hold the ropes for leverage or, um, you know, pull out the dirty tricks just without, you know, a Commander Aziz sitting back there. now you got something because these uber athletic and him using all those gifts in a match with breaker uh and then him is the clear heel now you got something because you could legitimately see him beating braun breaker uh as you know playing with the rules fast and loose and you know having a good rivalry between those two and it could uh help Braun break her out also. So I like the idea that it could happen. He needs a little character change, but it would be fun to watch.
0: Uh, we saw the debut, or if you remember him, <laughs> as Fabian. Now he's Giovanni Vinci, Vinny, Vinny, Vinci, Greg. Um, he looks fine. I mean, nothing nothing really stands out for me yet, right? Does anything stand out for you?
1: no uh just a little you know reinvention the little he gets, he gets left uh, out of
0: the the uh, the ring general though unfortunately
1: yeah I've changed changed the whole uh move set and you know give him a, a opponent that's gonna make him look like a million they did a good job so still nothing you know awesome yet but you know, you got to start somewhere. So be curious to see how he, you know, does after this. But
0: and then in our main event, for Jade Roxanne Perez and Nindy Hartwell got the big win. Uh, Roxanne got the breakout win, Greg. So they are all in. <laughs> that that rocket is going to be shipped to her sooner rather than later. I would assume. Do uh, you think she's the one to take it off, take the women's title off Fanny Rose?
1: Yeah, I do th- I do think so and uh, it, sub- it says something that she's getting that um, that push above Cora and um, you know the other uh, younger ladies that she's just more believable she's better um, she has a lot more experience than the other girls even th- even with As young as she is, uh, been more places, have more uh, experience uh, around the world and had that uh, camera time in other organizations. So um, she had a lot of momentum coming in and they're seeing that in her ring work. And she's been really solid in the couple matches that she has had. So um, I like her. She looks good. She's more believable than... uh, Cora Jade is, and Cora's been along around in NXT a lot longer. Um, but, yeah, she I could totally see her being as the one to, to beat Mandy.
0: So, I just looked up her birthday. She turns 21, Greg, in November. Does she win the title before her 21st
1: birthday? Ooh, depends on when the next big show is uh but if they want to do the whole thing where you know youngest woman ever to win the nxt title you you know you know that'd be a nice little feather in her cap and they could use that for the rest of her wwe career if they wanted to
0: i could see that definitely like i said november 5th i think they said it's her birthday born in 2001
1: yeah. two thousand one, Oh, let's see. I was 26. So I was a newspaper editor at that point. Yes. So been right what is that? that. <laughs> we have to explain to the to the uh, kids these days what a newspaper is because they don't exist anymore. But, you know, we used to. Uh, Get our news and sports and everything, and do crosswords and everything in the newspaper. It was delivered and thrown on your doorstep, and you no, know, it was a whole thing. So I
0: would have just that's what I. So well, no, I was born on November 8 eighty-one. Greg, so I would have just been twenty years old right after she was born. <laughs> so I was in my second year at Harvard University. And like I said, that was right after that would have been right after 9-11. September 11, 2001. So yeah. That's even crazy I think some people, you know, kids wouldn't even know what you know. They know about it, but like some of them weren't even born <laughs> or near that right. big event. Don't so, worry, they've got plenty of big events, I guess, in the past two or three years now, um, worldwide. So, all right, next up, oh, SmackDown. Um we just talk about the end? Because, man, there's two big things to talk about at the end. Obviously, Riddle showed he belongs, Greg. You know, we talked about it before. I thought Riddle and Lashley, didn't they have a really fantastic Monday Night Raw match? They did. Actually, first one. Oh, excuse me. And then you had, I mean, like you said, I I was like, there's probably going to be shenanigans. Because this started about 945, maybe 940. So I was like, maybe you could do the Jericho win, you know, fast count or something like that. And then you strip him right afterwards, but uh, you know, some sort of dusty finish that just gets you wanting Riddle to really win it. But uh, no matter what, Riddle showed he, he belonged. I mean, he he was just all in, Greg. I mean, did the key. And uh, then you had Roman out there saying nobody's left. And I was like, okay, we're either going to get something pre-taped from The Rock, or we got to get somebody. Uh, Brock Lesnar is who we got. Uh, you, Somebody made the joke, Greg, SummerSlam 2050. You might still see Brock and Roman <laughs> still going at it. But uh, I think this is done our our... Uh, I think Brock is the, in case of emergency now, Greg, instead of John Cena. Uh, Brock is the... You know, it it made sense. It was in Minneapolis. You had that play up. Um, you probably had Canada just a hot, you know, a hot flight away. So you couldn't, you know, not like Brock had to had to really travel that far. Um, yeah. But Brock and Roman last man stand standing apparently at SummerSlam. Greg, uh, have at it. What do you think about the main event? And then Brock back. Well,
1: the first thing I noticed was okay. when they finally announced that uh, roman and riddle was next that uh, we were halfway through the second hour so yeah. that was the first thing i noticed that oh we're gonna finally get a real a match with some breathing room in it and you know half an hour that's enough time to really have a you know five star banger and possibly have a title change you know really work that story get it to that crescendo and blow the roof off of it at the end with riddle winning so uh in the back of your mind even though you know you know you feel that roman's gonna win somehow that there's enough doubt to make you feel like it can happen um you know the bloodline story is, and the arcade bro story has been the best things on wwe tv and them intertwining all that has been masterful. So has there always been that possibility? Absolutely. So I think that's what we're cleaning, clinging on to, and seeing that there's 30 minutes left in the show. Okay, here comes our banger. And they definitely delivered. And that's a couple of false finishes at the end that made you feel that the when a Riddle was about to win the thing. Um but you know, unfortunately, he didn't win. And then you get, you know, your big reveal at the end as far as Brock Lesnar coming out. Like I said, it makes sense that they're in Minneapolis where Brock's from. He comes out and they do the face off, drops him with the F5. So, you know, I'm the next man up again. So anytime I can see Brock on my TV, I'm a happy man. Uh, I feel bad for Riddle, but, you know, it's not the end. It's not going to be over for Riddle. Um maybe Riddle finds a way to sh- screw Roman. And you know, there's plenty of ways to work around the whole you can't challenge for that title again um, angle. And so they there's more
0: if Roman isn't here. So if someone else gets a Greg, he can get right back in the title
1: chase. Right. I mean, he could cause Roman to lose and then you know, the pause the is over.
0: Finally duke it out in real life.
1: Hey, that that would be the hardest hitting main event ever.
0: I would still like to see Lashley get in that title match, but I understand Lashley's coming up.
1: No, it's all about Riddle right now. It's all about Brock and Roman. They're they're the top of the food chain now. So um, what about
0: Seth with the Money in the Bank?
1: Uh, another fun layer to to add to it um then you could have him lay in the weeds waiting to recreate the heist of the century again and you know if anybody can do it it's him so um,
0: and he could still pin rock so that roman is still yet to be pinned right <laughs> you still have an out
1: right and here's the whole thing with um with the Roman and the title picture is that I like it better for WrestleMania if Roman does not have the title. Um, so what of these multi-man matches would be the best way to do it? Because once he gets to uh, WrestleMania and he's not the champion, that match against the rock isn't a slam dunk. Roman wins um, because rock wins and wins the title. Then what he's, he's not going to, you know, come back to wrestling for a year, and and have a real run. Um, so it would make more sense that they have this match without a title on the line because it's be it will be big enough without a title at stake, and this way somebody else can get the world title shine, while this distraction distraction with the who is the real headed table as another plot line on its own. So. Uh, I'm more in favor of, you know, Brock or Seth or Riddle uh, doing their own thing with the world title. And Rock comes out of the woodwork as the man who's going to face Roman. And you have five months, six months of build to get to it. And, you know, imagine those promos. Imagine the anticipation you can build up in that much time. so. That's what I hope happens with it. You can still do it without him, Roman getting pinned, and have the title somewhere else. But will they do that?
0: Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. That's because you. And then even then, like Roman beating Rock, like <laughs> what more would there be for Roman to do? Like that's you know that's the cream. Of, you know that's the top of the mountain. So then again, whoever beats Roman after that would have to be bigger. Um, Some other stuff, Greg, how about Madcap Moss defeated Happy Corbin? Hopefully the last time they ever fight each other. But the bigger story there was McAfee and Corbin having a little one-off there, Greg. So is that a SummerSlam match?
1: Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's a good way to pivot uh, Corbin off of Madcap and go somewhere else. And the backstory is there. If you go back to uh, when Com- Corbin was broke and uh, McAfee was riding them with all the uh, with all the names and everything, and this what Corbin uh, pointed out, and now you have that work off of, and you know, those promos would be great. We know McAfee can hold his own in the ring, and you know they can have their own little you know piece of action. So I love it, and you know giving McAfee a, a little of, you know, every you know, these quarterly shows, you know, the big ones, the Summer Slams, the WrestleManias, the uh, Royal Rumble, you know, three, four matches a year on the big pay-per-view cards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love it. And he's, you know, shown he can hang. Maybe so Why not?
0: Maybe in practice sometime, Greg McAfee wanted to knock out Corbin, so maybe this is some payback <laughs> or something. That's true. Because uh, they, they were on the Colts practice squad. Well, the, McAfee was on the Colts, but Corbin was on the practice squad. And I think he was on the Cardinals squad for a little bit, so um, yeah, who knows. Um, Kofi kicks in, Xavier Woods picked up a big win, but Greg looks like Shanky's going to go dancing off on his own. I waited all yeah. I
1: waited for that. Yeah, because that, <laughs> that's what the world needs another, another yes and okay. dancing shake. Okay. Right. I don't know. Maybe if you have the uh, ring announcer be his mouthpiece. <laughs> mouthpiece, you know, make it interesting, but uh, okay. On to the next one.
0: Uh, Drew and Sheamus are both named as entrants in the money bank Which like we said that not surprising there, That's, you know, I Still am holding out hope Greg that Drew gets some big win at the Clash at the castle And we'll see if that actually happens but, uh, Right now Drew is just in a holding pattern till then. So. uh Yeah, any thoughts there, Greg? I mean both guys deserve to be in the match, right?
1: Yeah, they, they absolutely, they both do. And, you know, Drew's another candidate to take the title off Roman on the way to, uh, you know, next WrestleMania and having those separate stories with, you know, the Head of the Table and the World Championship over here. So, you know, you can throw mix or Drew into that mix as well. So uh, I think it'd be the best way to go, really.
0: Uh, Raquel got a big win. Um, she's in the mat- money to make Patrick. Uh,
1: next week we're we'll going to see Shotzi and Aaliyah. Aaliyah starting to go at it. Uh, who do we think gets the win there? Uh, I'll go Aaliyah, just because I'm still hopeful that she does something with the Aaliyah 317. Uh, that ship may have sailed by now, but it is something that she can, you know, reignite quickly. And it's just so much of a gold mine waiting to be had right there. If they do it right. And it's totally possible. They've done it multiple times, but you know, are they going to give that love to Aaliyah? That's kind of what I'm waiting for. So I'm going to hope that we can do it. Maybe I have to start a hashtag for Aaliyah the way I did for Finn and Ricochet. Cause uh, until last week it was working for Ricochet and, uh, you know, it's still working for Finn right now. So, you know, maybe I have to take up the cause for Aaliyah. I don't know.
0: And of course, last but not least, Greg, are we starting to hashtag for maximum male models yet? Or do you think Adam Pierce gets the lighting right for next week?
1: Hey, anytime we can see my dude on TV, let's go. He's already been money, he's only been in like a, a two minute segment. Um, Love it, the, the close talking. Yeah, the uh, I hope just, he
0: has his breath mitts there. <laughs> <laughs> if this
1: is
0: COVID, uh, free, if this is like early COVID, Greg, This thing would not
1: be happening, <laughs> right? It's it's so much fun to watch him and watch uh, Pierce squirm mm-hmm. uh, in the process, and that's just the charisma that this dude has. Uh, um, Mr. Max Dupree,
0: anyway, when he's like, you know. I want the juice to be just right and like the little you know, you know, you can tell that there are innuendos that he gives right out there.
1: So That's what he does. He's so good at it too. And we're seeing small sample sizes. It's only going to get better the more mic time he gets and it's going to be great. You you have no idea what's coming. It's going to be awesome. Uh, well, and he said it was in
0: Europe last week, Craig. which there was a certain wrestler that hails from Europe that you thought might have been showing up with it. But Cesaro will wait till next week or whoever is the newest model of maximum male models. But, um, yeah, we'll be, be interested to see how this all plays out and where they go first and all that stuff. Um, all right. Big Ben also did have what about Gable Stevenson making his debut. So I will say that for a last call as well. Uh, I think that's all an right. interesting question as
1: well. And shout out to my dude Ricochet. Um, even though he lost the, um, intercontinental championship to Gunther, um, they still had a, a banger of a match and I'm glad it wasn't like a three minute squash. They actually had a solid, you know, 10 plus minute match and great back and forth, um, really let them have their time to shine. And, uh, I'm so hopeful that Ricochet can, you know bounce back, found something good to do, and uh, you know, love Walter since day one. And he stayed true to character, they haven't tried to revamp him aside from changing the color of his ring gear. His body, I
0: mean, his body is ridiculously cut down. You remember how he yeah, flabby and not out of shape, but he just wasn't like between him and. Uh, Ludwig finding, you know, how many, how many abs does Ludwig have? Right? I mean, that thing Go is ahead. like a double six-pack now. His abs have abs, so if he could hook me up with whatever they're doing, uh, I could use yeah. it. So, um, I think Guthrie's going to have an iron class hold on that thing for a while, too, Greg. I think, I think the rocket... I believe so, too. might not be a rocket ship. It might be more of a, a trade, <laughs> but... Uh, they're definitely all in on so. oh Oh, um, we did bring this up, big, Ben. So we thought the ending of Rollins. And, I thought it was actually good. I think you needed Rollins to win some sneaky win. Did you kind of think that way too, Greg?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Rollins need to he, win no matter what. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, no doubt. He's going to find a way to cheat the win or. You know, do something when the ref's not looking. You know, difficult Seth stuff. And, yeah, he he needs to rebound from the three straight L's he's taken so far. All right. Well, let's get
0: a little commercial break here because we have had a lot to talk about SmackDown Raw and NXT. And let's get right into AW They're headed into Forbidden Door. We'll kind of throw some Forbidden Door talk into the – AW talk, but we kind of missed it a couple weeks ago. uh, But first, let's get some elite performance talk, and then uh, we'll get right into it. You talk. Um, I want to kind of start at the end as well, Greg, because <laughs> we had mentioned about Jurassic Express, whether they were, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget they were tag team champions. So who do we go back to? We go to the Young Bucks. And, you know, still a really solid match. I mean, these guys all worked together for years and years, so obviously you knew. But, Greg, my prediction finally came true. It only took however long, and everybody saw it coming. It still didn't mean it wasn't as impactful. But Christian finally turns on Jungle Boy. Now we will get Jungle Boy. Christian probably for all out, I would assume. And uh, yeah, it was a long time coming. Well, not long time, but it was probably due. And it's probably also due that we need to take the titles off of the Young Bucks' right? Um The Hardys were not involved because Jeff Hardy was recently arrested. Held out on our put out, he put it, well, posted bail. He is free, uh, but he's got to get some stuff in order. So, uh, young Bucks get the titles, Greg. Christian turns on Juk the Boy. Let's hear all your take on all of that.
1: Yeah, it was a long time coming on multiple fronts that uh, the Jurassic Express has had a good run, um, had some really good matches. Uh, I think a lot of the uh, multi-man matches that they've had have been, you know, super solid. But um, when you look at the teams that have had it, I don't know they're going to be very high on the pecking order. uh, As far as our favorite runs with the championships, Um, Jungle Boy is better served as a singles wrestler. Um, I think it's been wasted as part of a tag team. Yep. You know direct express was a huge deal when aw started three years ago um uh, they were a much more entertaining at you still had marco stunt running around with them and they've gone from being more of a, a comedic act to being you know serious up and comers and everything and they've bad. matured yeah. right but the the whole reign was you know they're just kind of there Um, Nothing too spectacular As far as catapulting them to the top Um, When you talk about the top Tag teams in AEW You know, you go a while Before you mention Jurassic Express Um, The turn You know, Helen Keller could see that turn coming With Christian And it's just a matter of when is it going to happen And we finally got it Um, And even though we knew it coming Seeing it done You know yeah, still, you know, caught you. And perfect. Now we get to see Christian and Jungle Boy, and hopefully it starts Jungle Boy singles run. And Lucia For- can find something else to do. Um he's super talented. He can find you know some foils to to challenge himself. Um and then the Bucks are the first ever two-time uh AEW tag team champs and that sets them, you know, at the top of the pyramid where we always knew they were one of the two or three top tech teams in the business. So um, everything works out the way it should. Um, so love the way it ended. And it sets everybody on the course they should be on, I think. Uh,
0: then we'll go kind of catch up on the beginning stuff. So here versus here. Chris Jericho defeated Ortiz. Ortiz didn't care. He was cutting off those locks, Greg. Um, even <laughs> cutting his head, like you know, legit nicking himself. Um yeah. I don't think you want to use a razor on dreads, is my is my hair understanding Greg. So um also speaking of Jericho, we now see Greg officially. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti are back with him. And God help us, this is going to be even more annoying on screen. Greg, are we ready for this? <laughs> because I am not.
1: Ah, uh, this this was good stuff. Okay. Um, I, I forget where that segment
0: that, that segment happened in the Moxley tanahashi face off. I think.
1: No, the the whole thing with Sammy happened at the uh, Hair versus Hair match. Okay. Uh, because that was the whole turning point was Sammy coming down as fuego right, okay. and interfering right. um, to cause Ortiz to lose right. and the, the, the whole match was was just great. The back and forth with Jericho and Ortiz and then the other uh, guys getting involved with the JAS and um, Eddie Kingston uh, being involved and when he hit jericho with the hurricane while the uh rep wasn't looking you know i'm sure all eyes bulge thinking is this going to uh be jericho losing and you know he found the way to kick out and then uh sammy comes and pulls the uh fuego in the um trick and causes ortiz to to use to lose uh just great from start to finish and then ortiz you know taking the clippers and uh, cutting off his own dreads, yelling blood and guts at the top of his lungs. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff, good stuff. I mean, And scalping himself so he's bleeding while he's yelling about blood and guts um, just adds another layer to it. It's just juicy and you know, it's going to make that uh, blood and guts match something pretty awesome. Um,
0: Warflow defeated 20 guys. There you go. Um Wardlow's my next TNT champion, Greg. The Scorpio Sky, sorry dude. You better be all because <laughs> yep. Warlow needs that title. So uh any thoughts on that, Greg?
1: Yep, I agree. It's is I mean I know
0: on it, but I think Warlow getting it and keeping it through what? Double Maybe double or nothing in the next year. <laughs> Or at least, you know, holding it for a good six, seven months, I think would be really. It needs somebody to. Somebody that crowds behind, somebody that, you know, really needs that next step. And that's working.
1: Yeah, Uh, I think Morton going to keep it until he decides it's time to chase the championship.
0: Yeah.
1: And then he might might just hand it over to, or vacate it. Vacate it? To go on to his uh, championship run. Because I don't see anybody legitimately beating him until he's ready to go fight for the world title.
0: Um, who would have thought we'd give Will Ospreay? Uh, I know he came back, or he showed up a week, two weeks ago. And what about Dax Harwood, Greg? Just put on banker singles matches. I mean, he doesn't do them often, so that's probably why. But still, you've got to give, you know, Dax Harwood a lot of credit for just stepping up to the plate and you know, Hidden out of the park, so and uh, Will Osprey looks as good as advertised. Greg, I mean, this is the first kind of viewing I've got of him. Looks like he could talk on the mic. Obviously, he can talk on the mic. He can work in the ring, and he's yeah, he's every bit as every good as good as they're talking. So um, should be interesting to see him in uh Orange Cassidy on Sunday, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, first about Dax, you're right. Absolutely that everything he does in the singles ring has been awesome. I mean, starting with the match he had against his own tag team partner, uh, killer match. Then the match he had against Adam Cole, killer match. Uh, This match against Will Ospreay, another killer match. You know, the the dude, anytime he's mixed up as a single, he, he does killer work. And so you know, props to him, mad props to him. Um, you know, last week, you we got our first look at Will Ospreay. And he's another one of those guys. You know, I've always heard his name as far as one of the best, you know, pure pro wrestlers on the planet anywhere. And at the time, I didn't even know what he looks like. I've heard his name all the time, but um, didn't know what he looks like. you know he's in Japan a lot and has you know killer matches in japan and this person i got to see him what he looks like and how he wrestles uh loved his swagger loved the gear love his uh, you know his demeanor uh, like i said great on the mic and you know he's kind of that guy that you want to see him you know punched in the face and had that smug look taken off his face And uh, I was just, I had been thinking about Orange Cassidy not long ago when looking at the best friends, I think, after the last Rapungi vice match that, you know, the best friends are pretty much dead. You know, you got uh, Trent rolling around with reforming Rapungi vice and um, we don't know where Chuck Taylor is. I think he's still hurt somewhere. And Orange Cassidy's been out forever, but as soon as he comes out or as soon as he returns, I think he's going to be right back where he was. And it was a great surprise to see his music playing while um, the Aussie open and Will Osprey are getting the upper hand and the whole crowd popped huge for him. And uh, I popped from my living room. It was fantastic to see him coming back out, no sling on and, um, you know, facing off with Will Ospreay. So they probably met, you know, somewhere else in Japan or wherever, but I am excited for it. I'm only hoping that, uh, you know, him, you know, just getting back, that he doesn't start taking L's to uh, Will Osprey. So I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that, uh, you know, they're going to treat him right. You know, OC is an OG uh, in AEW, and I get – putting uh, osprey over because he is one of the best in the world you know people eat the height but uh orange cassidy is one of ours one of the originals and um i want to see him shine and you know go go on a run go uh, chase the title because you know the guy is too good just to be you know you know jobbing for bigger people because he can be that bigger person well that's
0: one of those weird things thinking about Forbidden Door, like this AEW guys just gonna roll. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You've like got a couple New Japan guys will have to do something just to even it out. But uh, it will be interesting to see. I guess we were supposed to get a draw day. It will, but Andrade's with CMLL, which has <laughs> like a rivalry in real life with New Japan, so they weren't willing to let Andrade work with Will Oscar. So. I guess Orange Cassidy Greg was the second option from what I've read there. But, um, yeah. Uh, Moxie and Tanahashi had a face to face. And then I believe next week we're going to get Jericho and Lance Archer against Moxie and Tanahashi, which I think we all can assume Moxie and Tanahashi get the win there, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> can, um, they,
0: can they coexist?
1: Yeah, that's where Jericho got involved in the um the face off with Motsley and tanahashi and i was looking forward to seeing what tanahashi had to say i don't even know if he has a good grasp of english but just as he was about to get on the stick uh, jericho's music uh played and start to come out and interfere and you know impose himself into the uh proceedings and we never got to see what tanahashi had to say or do and it kind of messed up the moment for me and so uh, again just like will Ospreay, I know he's a big deal in in Japan and the you know, one of the top guys uh, in Japan period so I wanted to, to see something from him but you know we got robbed of that so um I'm curious to see if he's or just how good he is.
0: Um, then we also have Miro defeating Ethan Page. Um, I'm assuming Greg, we're probably going for Malachi Black. Maybe the winner of Penta Malachi to get the title, this Paul Atlantic title.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: I mean, I, I was even thinking Malachi Black or Pac. Like that feels like the that feels like the option. I don't see Miro getting it. I don't know who New Japan has. I think New Japan's event is today or tonight maybe. So we'll see whoever their their member is, Greg. Um like you know, almost maybe I don't know. It's hard. It's it's still kind of weird too because it says all Atlantic, but then you have, you know, Japan and China and not Atlantic Ocean, not Atlantic <laughs> countries, but whatever. Uh,
1: who, who are you pulling for, ultimately, to win the all antic Championship, right? How about that? Well, I want Pentagon to win. Um, that's that's my dude. Yeah. And I love Malachi. So he would be my, my second option. Of course, they're going to be facing each other. So my favorite for winning the championship is going to come out of this match. Um you know how much of a homer i am for lucha underground and the proof is in the pudding for how pentagon can carry a whole promotion on his back uh much less having a uh, you know title around his waist and you know defending it on a regular basis so i'm still waiting for for pentagon to get his push and show how good he is Uh, Not was, but is, you know, we saw it when they won the tag team championships with Phoenix. But as a single, we don't know how good he is yet. And eventually, I'm still faithful that uh, they will show us that. It's just a matter of, is it going to be now? Because Malachi has a lot more momentum on his side in that respect than Pentagon does. So uh, my head says, Malachi Black's gonna win the the heads up match, but my heart was Pentagon to win, and whoever wins that match, I think it's gonna win the championship.
0: Yeah, that's that's yeah. That's fine. Uh, Tony Storm got coming up an that win over Brent Baker. Uh, we're gonna get Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, which is this is kind of weird because you figured it'd be a New Japan or maybe some sort of you know some different star. Uh, basically, gets Thunder Rosa, but uh, Thunder Rosa has never fought Tony Storm, Greg, ever. So it'll be a good first match for them to kind of see how they, how well they work
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, liking their how they've kind of, I won't say reinvented Tony Storm, but you know, let her be more of herself uh, in the ring. She's a lot more of a legitimate contender than she ever was in WWE um, in a program with a top star. And when she was in a program with a top star in the WWE, she was getting pie faced by Charlotte Flair. So just the disrespect was all over the place. And now she's getting treated right. Uh, her matches are looking great. And you no, know, I'm expecting a classic out of uh, Tony Sorman and uh thunderosis. So uh, much, much better. And you know, we're gonna all win because of this.
0: Uh, hangman page called out the promos, you know, calling out Jay White. Adam Cole answers it. Adam Cole, you know, says Jay White Simon here. Jay White, of course, texts Adam Cole from the or Adam Page from the back. So Jay White though says in the in break somebody else is gonna get the IWGP title match. And it's not going to be Okada. So who in the hell, Greg, is getting the actual title match? Because I'm assuming it's a beta forward. Okada, Page, Cole, J1.
1: Hmm. I like it. Um, my only question is with the theme of this event and uh the mystery hanging over this uh main event that could it, it be kenny time you know how's that is he ready yet is that recovery going to be good enough for forbidden door because he could if he's the uh, mystery man you know the place would blow up especially considering the the talents that are in this match more bullets uh, of right and now you have. We're getting
0: really a family tree of the Bullet Club members pretty soon, right?
1: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, may as well have uh, Bullet Club West uh, over here in AEW. And so, you know, have Kenny on one side and Anna Cole on the other side, and then Okada on the other side and Jay White on this side. So it's it would be amazing if they did it this way and um, having Hangman involved. Uh, just all the principal characters you can mix in here would be just a ma- feel for the match of the ages. Um, so that's my big question. Is Kenny ready? Because he could definitely be slotted in as the uh, the joker in this equation and just reshuffle the deck all together. And, you know, we all win for being a part of it. So. Um, I hope that's what it is. I assume
0: he's not going to lose it, Um, especially since, he's, you know, I think he's pretty well good at making at, or he's pretty happy at New
1: Japan. uh, Yeah. I can feel it. Kenny is around the corner. I know he's, he's been out a long time. I think he is imminent. Uh, Imminent is in the next two months.
0: Yeah, because all out. is happening soon. But, uh, yeah. uh, how about some stuff on Rampage? John Moxley defeated Dante Martin. Uh, not much right there, Greg. I mean, Moxley needed to get the big win. Uh, Max Castor, the Gun Club defeated Leon Ruff back in the back in the business there, Greg. Good old Leon hey. Ruff. Hey. <laughs> uh, Max Castor had the uh, he was going to say something, but he had to sign the NDA. And then something about there's more people listening to
1: him than January sixth. Yeah. Anything yeah. yeah. Well, well, but, what what do we but,
0: think what do we think about have we talked about the gun club and the acclaim? No. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm 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 starting to get into the gimmick. It's <laughs> it's corny, it's stupid, but at the same time, um when the acclaim comes out where as much as we don't want to hear the rap we want to hear the rap but that's really all they got just what's he going to say it's it's like old uh john cena master of except the uh tony davis stuff was always delivering and the uh matt casher is really hit or miss but that cena can but, go in the
0: ring too though.
1: true and, and the digs that uh, Max Scassier gets in, though, are, are pretty good. Um, the, the stuff with the gun club and the scissory daddy is this cringy. Um, but the whole thing is just comical. And it, you, you laugh in spite of yourself for it. People so.
0: Do it in the crowd, too.
1: Right. It's, it's catching on. That's that's the whole thing. It's catching on. And so while it's catching on, they're going to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, how long until the whole arena is doing, just, you know, you're scissoring the person next to you. I,
0: said, I just don't know if you could write "Scissor Me, daddy on a T-shirt. I was telling. But hey, there's been stranger shirts out there. Greg, so. Absolutely. Who knows?
1: So um, it, it's getting to be funny, and it's, it's starting to catch on, and, you know, what do you think of it? I mean, I, I have a feeling, I know what you're going to say, but what's your thought no, of it?
0: I no, I don't care. Like <laughs> It just doesn't, like, I mean, actually, you know, I get it because Max needs somebody with it. Like, I don't think Max is good enough on his own. And the gun club being something right, so it's almost like you're like, eh, let's just see what happens. And, and like you said, it's getting over though, so I can't deny it. But I just think too, you have the whole—they got the big old jokes, and then you you're in the ring, and it just it, there's nothing there. So yeah. eventually, that has to come too. I mean,
1: right, right. They're all entrance, and then. And, no,
0: I mean, like you know, I, I was gonna try, like Enzo, like eventually he was able to work in the ring. You know, I mean, not not like you know five star matches, right? But like he held his own, and you know we got yeah. we got he was a believable cruiserweight guy. So yeah, absolutely. eventually Max Pacioretty gonna you know give us something more. I think you know it's like Dante Martin, like we say, Dante Martin could go in the ring for ages. But then he talks, and you're just like, you yeah. <laughs> give us something, dude. Like, you know, give us some <laughs> emotion. But, um, right. You always know what emotion you get when Jade picks up a win over Will and I go. A lot of people have been her for Willow, Greg, but I haven't really – nothing really caught my eye at first. Did you really – I mean, people really love her on the independent scene.
1: Though. Yeah, I've heard that too, and – so far i i I don't see it but you know maybe it is
0: just because it's in a short match you know we've always seen her little flashes i would assume she's probably going to be signed soon because they've had her on a few times but um i'm going to see more of her in a expanded form to kind of you know make the call um and then darby allen the king of (laughs) I swear the King of Rampage main events right great Darby Allen because it feels like every couple weeks it's Darby Allen in the main event. But uh, Sting is back, so Darby Allen and Sting against Red Dragon soon.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, not if you believe the storyline that uh, Darby Allen's going to break Bobby Fish's leg, and now um, at the end of this match where he and Sting, you know, took the bat and. That's true. Or, or it folded the chair around his leg and did the coffin drop on it. Uh, is Bobby Fish's leg broken now? Like Darby promised, so I'm happy for it if it means we're not going to see him and Sting against Red Dragon. So it's, I I'm done watching Sting wrestle. I don't want to see it anymore. You know, give me Darby, leave Sting as the as the manager mentor. You can do that all you want, but stay out of the rain. All
0: right. Well, that's all I have. Is there anything I, you want to get caught up? What, how are you feeling about Forbidden Door? Sorry, that was going to be the, the big kind of question, right? How are we feeling about Forbidden Door?
1: Um, I'm interested. It doesn't help that uh, I don't know half of the participants in the match as far as are they good? Are they, um, all I know are the names and uh i don't know them from you know if they walk past me past my house right now i wouldn't recognize any of them yeah. um so it's going to be you know a door opening for all of us as far as all the superstars in japan and their first huge exposure in the u.s on you know uh um, network like uh, tbs and in pay-per-view so it could be a huge hit it could be a huge fail uh depending on you know how the uh, new japan guys get over if they come across as um you know solid and as good as advertised uh, if a, a- runs the Uh, runs the gamut then you know it's no better than having a just impact invited over for a series of matches so there's got to be some give and take there's got to be some um i'm hoping this is a match full or a card full of classics because we need these japan guys to really get over whether they win or lose uh because that's going to make it even better going down the road and um You know, we all kind of hold our breath when it comes to guys in big event matches who we've never seen before. So I'm not as excited as with other um, big pay-per-views that they throw, just because I don't know half the principal characters. Um, But I'm interested because, you know, I know these some of these names as being big, big deals, like Tanahashi and... Uh, Okada I don't know what Okada looks like, but I know he's supposed to be like the best Japanese wrestler on the in the planet. Um so I'm curious to see what he can do. And so yeah, I'm I'm interested to be watching and I'm hoping for a cart full of bangers and that's what they can to eat to deliver if this thing's gonna be a success.
0: Well I guess you think too Wouldn't truly the Forbidden Door be impact being involved, Ring of Honor being involved, and of course, our baby daddy, WWE, like truly making it some sort of open world, you know, like a GTA. You're driving anywhere, Craig. You know, you're not just driving one section of the game. You're, you know, because, you know, we've seen some new Japan guys show up on Impact Press, I mean, on. A W T V. So, yeah. um, granted That's probably, you know, it might not happen in our lifetime, but, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like, we're getting a small taste of it, but just think if you could open it up, you know, even if maybe you could have opened the impact, if you have some impact guys involved that maybe might not, you know, always get that chance, you know, on a big pay-per-view like this. So, um, like you said, I'm I'm going with open mind though, you know, because there are some names that I don't even know who they are. So, like the Roppongi Vice, United Empire, FTR, you know, Winner Take All Championship match. That's going to be something to kind of see how all six of those guys work together, and especially with the tear FTR has been on right? Like, is anybody yeah. betting against them? But, but uh, then the Tanahashi against Moxley. Sounds like Moxley's wanted Tanahashi ever since he was free. So, you know, that's something to kind of watch, too. Um, all right, let's do a quick last commercial break, and then uh, we're going to answer two of Big Ben's questions that he brought up for our last call, so a uh, quick real talk, and then uh, we'll get you on your way. And, of course, I will talk about my lost bet as well. Don't you forget, Greg? I did not
1: forget at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll get that as well, but... Realty talk, and then uh, let's get right into that. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you Mr. Sean Nugent, aka Rockstar Realtor himself. 317 503 8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317 503 8322. And make sure you tell him. The boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All right, so first, before we get into big Ben's
0: questions, we will just settle the bet. I lost. I will <laughs> say, I, think I was smart and I pulled out my bet when it was about 60 bucks I could have made. So, hey. I made some money off it, but uh, if you just email or if you just find a shirt you want, tell me the size, where it needs to go, and I will get that out to you. Hopefully, sometime this week, as uh, soon as I can. So, whatever you're looking to buy, I will pick that out for you, and uh, hopefully, as soon as you get it, you can show it off for the great people. So, if you want it for pro wrestling tees, WWE, AEW. Wherever you're getting your T-shirt from, Greg, right, just let me know, and uh, I will get that for you. But congrats to the Warriors. I guess the big question: Are they a dynasty? Because they won what four in seven yeah. years, or four and eight?
1: Four and eight. They're fifty percent right now. They've they've been to six of the last eight and won four of the last eight. Because they could have won three in a row,
0: but the Cavs got in the middle of that. Right. LeBron then we had the
1: Raptors, Lakers, Celtics. Yep, and they're ready to go on another run. So they're definitely a dynasty and they're uh, trying to go for another run. It's a matter of now or of are they going to pay for Andrew Wiggins uh, to come back? He's gonna uh, demand top dollar and you're already paying top dollar to Steph and Clay and uh, You know, Draymond's not, you know, living on scraps either. So um, are they going to be willing to back up the Brinks truck for Andrew Wiggins, who is a young 20-something, and his time for a fat new contract is here too. So uh, how far over the uh, luxury tax are they willing to go? And that's the question. So uh, we saw what it. Integral part he was to this run. So, um,
0: what about the Celtics? Do we think maybe this is probably a year early for them? Maybe and what you know, like I don't think a lot of people had them pegged to, to be in the final So, you wonder what pieces do they need to get over that hump.
1: True, true, and um, they put a scare into them in the beginning, going up, you know, two to one, yeah. and. You know, it's just there was a lack of firepower um, there. They were, you know, all heart, all defense. And they really frustrated Golden State um, in those first two, three games before Golden State figured it out and uh, hit the brakes, pulled away. Or uh, hit the gas and pulled away. That makes more sense. And um, so they really just need more firepower. They are already where they need to be. So uh, another big offensive threat, you know, might put them over the top, I think.
0: All right. So we got two questions from Big Ben. So let's just do this one first. Abel Steveson. Looks like they were, you know, kind of teasing him. Uh, he was at WrestleMania. Was he at SummerSlam last year where he kind of came in that little segment at the end? I
1: thought. Yeah. Uh, uh, because SummerSlam came right after the Olympics. Yeah. So. They did a little in-ring thing and just showed him off with his medals, and along with the uh, female.
0: Raw, right like in the front, st- you know, front area, and came in the ring, I believe, with G- with Chad Gable, and then. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is he possibly wants to go back for another year though, to Minnesota. So do we even think he'll make his debut this year, Craig?
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I saw that report too that he. Wants to go back to college. Um, so. He's, even he though he post- retired. Time,
0: I guess it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. So even though he retired after his last. Um, match. Mm-hmm. You know he's. He still wants to go back for another year. Which pretty much tells you he's not ready for. Um, WWE spotlight just yet. I mean. He's got to. Still putting his time in the PC, really get his ring mindset um, right, because it's a whole different world going from the amateurs to the world of professional wrestling. I mean, um, learning how to give up positions and things like that. I I heard that from listening to uh, Daniel Cormier, um, also an NCAA champion. Uh, wrestler who became USC champion, um, that just learning to give up your position to in a pro wrestling um, situation isn't, is not very hard yeah. it's because you're being trained to do the opposite for so long. Um, so it's going to be a whole process. He needs to commit to it. And he doesn't like he's ready to commit to that just yet. So Probably I think he's off. still in the, at least another year right. out
0: probably enjoys college a lot, too. So,
1: um, yeah.
0: yeah I, I agree. I think it's I think still about a year away. Uh, maybe next summer's time. <laughs> when he's, he's all done with everything. So, the other question, Greg, was who do you guys want to see take over SEM of WWE? I mean, the easy answer is obviously Triple H. I think if I'm the network strip, it's all Stephanie. Because guess what? She's PR friendly. She knows what to say. Hopefully. (laughs) Knock on wood, there's no skeletons in her closet. (laughs) You know, it just feels like she's the face that they want. And plus, say, you know, wouldn't they want to brag like, oh, look, we got a female taking over. I mean, we all know how WWE is all about any um, PR (laughs) publicity they can use, Greg, in their own life. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's been many companies taken with a female, but a, you know, if they planned it up like a sports league, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to think of who, you know, if we think about the major Ford sports. It's what uh, uh, Adam Silver, Gary Bettman, uh, whoever's in charge of baseball, Manfred, and then uh, Goodell. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, can you imagine, you know? Because you know WWE would play up the sports side of things if they had a head, you know, if, if Stephanie McMahon took it over. Because they would definitely, yeah. you know, heavily, even though they'd still say sports entertainment, they would somehow swing it to saying, look at us, we have a female in charge of our sports, you know, with heavy emphasis. So, I mean, Triple H makes sense, too. And who knows, maybe they could be co, you know, co-heads, you know, something like that. So... Uh, I think, personally, the, the the investors and all that, I think they want Stephanie to take over. I really do. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'd be fine. I think it wouldn't change as much, though. You know, as we I think, and even with Triple H, grade, we don't know how much it would change. And, you know, because we don't know how much, you know, who knows if they're saying, like, I, I know it's easy to put the blame on Vince, But who's to say that, you know, maybe the corporate, Side of things are saying, we don't want you to this. Vince. I mean, we don't know, you know, who knows what happens behind closed doors. I mean, I feel like Vince yeah. probably said in his ways, but at the same time, who knows, he might want to try something different. But uh, so even if Triple H takes over, like, it's not going to be a day, you know, it's not going to magically, like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, everything changes. It's going to take some time. So um, I, you know, I personally do love to see. Triple H in charge to see what he could do. Uh, I still think it's probably going to be Steph. Also, when Vince is uh, no longer with us or no longer allowed to be in charge, Greg. I mean, that's you know that's the big thing there. Uh, what about you? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Is that the new owner? Uh, I think it's going to be Steph. And because you look at WWE's. Is- going all the way back to WWWF. It's been a family business from Vincent man, senior, um, on to Vince junior and introducing us to the WWE. We know today the global juggernaut, um, mega brand, um, all thanks to VKM. And so when it, he's gone, or forced to step down you know the new owner is, is going to be still within the family and i think Steph is the next person to take over she has the mind for it she's has the face for it and like i said people are going to flock to her um as you know another face of a huge sports league and i think it's going to be a way to drift away from sports entertainment and see them more as a sports entity uh, if there's a woman in control um, and having noticed the owner, you can still have triple H as you know, the person who runs through creative and, you know, recreating the black and gold NXT vibe and the thought processes, the storytelling, everything. Um, NXT was never better than the black and gold era that we got and, If he's allowed the power to um, use his vision across all brands, imagine what he could do Um, as far as being able to develop that talent and uh, get away from the stock characters and the things that are the failures of NXT 2.0 and uh, the failures of all the storylines outside of the bloodline. Uh, right now Um, you know Triple H is shown he has the aptitude to do it and he had the he had the right people working with him uh, to make it all great Uh, all those people have been you know given their walking papers uh, since he was forced to step down from his duties with NXT and uh, the shift into the 2.0 and everything but have him back into his, uh, th- you know, the new vents in creative and overseeing everything, we would see a dramatic change almost overnight, I think. And it would be a, a whole lot better. But, and also having Stephanie at the top, um, you see more emphasis on women's wrestling. You would see more emphasis on um, a lot of things that get overlooked right now. Uh, not just on the women's side, but across the board, uh, just because she's a lot more open-minded, uh, willing to try different things, and all that would benefit all the talents.
0: I guess I did uh, disparage the name of Dixie Carter, Greg, because at one time she was the head of TNA Impact. So I apologize to Dixie Carter, because right now, uh, Slamiversary is happening their twentieth anniversary of TNA Impact, and I was thinking of well, Dixie Carter was. I don't know if she's still any authority like behind the scenes, Greg Impact. Yeah. but But uh, yeah, so so there is actually a female owner in the world in wrestling side of things. So, uh, but you know that WWE would play that up as.
1: Oh yeah,
0: or we did something. You know, they make it their own. Um, yeah, the,
1: yeah. ES, yeah the, the ESPN and would care ESPN less would who Dixie Carter right. is. They would care who Stephanie Mayman is.
0: And the, yeah, ESPN would definitely get it all over it. You know. uh, but like we said, until anything comes out further about the Vince stuff, EA, somebody joked right. They wish Vince would just came out on SmackDown back, like, I'm fired. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and it's it's all potato potato because he's taking himself out of his role as CEO. So he's not going to be at the board meetings. He's not going to be probably on the investor calls or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, as long as he's you know he's going to be writing the shows backstage and everything. So nothing's going to change. Oh, you know, from our perspective as fans, yeah, <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, it, yeah, there it just does feel like this is a really, this is kind of, this could be a snowball, though. That's the thing. It's like, just depends on what more could come out. Like right. I said, they could investigate and find, yeah, he did it, and that's it. Like he was a former employee, and then that's it, and then business as usual.
1: Yeah, it's just how many, what names are on those NDAs? Because from that Wall Street Journal p- report, there could be more, a lot more than just one NDA uh, hidden in the vaults somewhere. So if there are that many more, uh, whose names yeah, are on that? Not, you know,
0: if it's all just former employees, I still don't think people are gonna care. Um, you know, no. I mean, I hate, you know, find it that way, Greg, but like you said, if it just is, you Know, you know, A from accounting,
1: yeah. I don't, I, we don't care. You
0: know, we hate, I hate being that way because it's not fair to the victim, and we should never treat it that way. But at the same time, we have to be realistic about it. And you know, just wondering uh, yeah. if else?
1: talent, then we're going to care if it's if it's natty, if it's we're going to care if it's any talent, yeah. it's, anybody. anybody.
0: Yeah, any talent, past, present, current. Um, you know, I don't care whose name, it could be past. Tamina. It could be Tamina saying, <laughs> you know, I was, right. I had sex you know, I had an affair with Vince, you know. Speaking of Tamina, did you see the cool story for her, Greg? The rock, bought her a house.
1: I did see uh, the headline. I didn't see the. there. I, mean, I think we
0: need to feel a good story too. Um now, I'm surprised she can't buy her own house, but that's another story altogether, Greg. Hey, if the Rock offered to buy me a house, <laughs> I couldn't turn it down either. So, um, yeah. Cool. Hey, so, absolutely. I think you bought her a car and, you know, bought her a house. That's
1: all. Yeah, I doubt Tamina's making that much money, so <laughs> every little bit <laughs> is appreciated. I mean, she's been in for a decade, too,
0: though. I think she'd be, you know, that'd be a decent
1: check, right? This Man, how day? many championships has he won?
0: They'll always be there. Just saying.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, if she did her contract right out, she'd be making some decent money by now. <laughs> I mean, 10 years in the game. But that's still weird to think, you know, her and Ustos and Natalia. I mean, they were that weird gap here kind of between, you know, whatever, uh, at uh, ruthless aggression and the PG, you know, the PG. Uh, anything else for
1: the good of the pause for this weekend? Uh no, I think we pretty much cover everything. We just we're about to wrap up into a couple major cards coming up mm-hmm. with uh a Forbidden Door, and Money in the Bank coming. So time to uh take deep breath now because the next three weeks are gonna be pretty gonna be pretty huge.
0: SummerSlam right around the corner. That's at the end of July. So, yeah, it just <laughs> it never stops. And then All Out. We got All Out and then we have Clash at the, at the Castle, which is the weekend after All Out, or no, the same weekend as All Out. We have a, we have a busy key week here, right? so, like, Yeah, I believe SummerSlam will be the official two-year anniversary of the show, um, as I like to call it. So, I know we've passed your year anniversary, but we will hit Two years of doing super kicking it on, uh, thanks to BW Sports. Uh, Once, we can get a couple of BW Sports guys on here to talk up that, on. I believe we'll have David Potter, who I've done an interview with, uh, MMA former MMA guy, current commentator. uh, Will be on to help us uh, predict uh, Forbidden Door. He wanted to join this week because he definitely wanted to talk up the vid stuff. So. If anything, Greg, I might let him have his own take on that, uh, but uh, we'll see where he's at next week. Uh, yeah, and, of course, if you ever want to get involved, we want Big Ben, and if Big Ben ever wants to make his on-camera debut, we can make that happen. Just be in touch, and uh, we'll make that happen.
1: There you go. Come on in, Ben.
0: Thanks for watching. Enjoy the rest of your Father's Day, and uh, happy Father's Day to you, Greg. Uh, Thank I you. I have no pets. I have no kids, so – it's not a happy, it's a happy
1: Sunday to me. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> happy, happy,
0: happy Bachelor Day. When's that day, Is there, is there a happy Sunday Bachelor
1: Day? So, uh, not yet. we got to put in something for it. You, I'll, start I'll the work, hashtag.
0: I work with President Biden. That's high on, the, high on the list of things to do, Greg.
1: So, Just don't buy him a bike. <laughs> he, did
0: fall, he did fall off that bike. You know what, though, I'll just say before we... I'd love to see Donald Trump get his badass on a fight. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit it right there. Just